And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Hi. Well, update on the uh, debate coming up on uh, Wednesday, Mm. the Republican primary debate. Fox News tells Trump surrogates they are no longer welcome at the first debate. All right. This means uh, any of his family members, Carrie Lake was supposed to go, Mm. among uh, others. Sorry, you can't be there. They wanted to be in the spin room afterwards so they could promote Trump in the spin room after it to uh, Mm. media. And they said, nope, he's not here. Don't want to hear from you. All right. On one hand, it's like, all right, fine. Um, I mean, he's going to find his way to the media, and they will, too. Um, it won't be on Fox News. But on the other hand, it's, well, if you want to be on the debate stage, there's a way you can be on the debate stage. And here's here's the, that way. So it's their, it's, their, um, it's their show. They call the shots. I don't know how it works out. I don't know how ultimately it's going to go. I don't know where they'll end up. I mean, they could do, I guess, could do a live stream somewhere or just go somewhere else to a, a Newsmax or somewhere. No, or they could be out there. They, they can they can be outside, where, you know, the the uh, the the debate building yeah. And, and, yeah. and media yeah. would be out there. Oh, CNN, sure. They I mean, they, the, any they, of the look, just the mainstream media, they can be there. Yeah, yeah, they could they can sit there very easy. Donald Trump Jr. could call CNN and say, could you meet us out here to, uh, tomorrow night? Right. Here's where we're going to be so you can talk to us outside. And then they can talk about how the fact of the Republican Party is scared to have the surrogates of Donald Trump in there mm-hmm. at the same time when they'll just say, well, why isn't your father here? But again, it's it'll all be interesting. And, and uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the opening statements. I was just sitting in my, my mind saying, what are the opening statements going to be? And I'm thinking, OK, DeSantis, probably something on wokeness. Um, Nikki Haley about how much she loves Disney and they should come to South Carolina. Um, Ramaswamy probably will say something. Uh, uh, oh, uh, he'll the, he'll do his Ten Commandments. 
Ah, Ramaswamy yeah. will do the ten, uh, uh, ten uh, commandments. Uh, Pence, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, like, he'll call blasphemy on the Ten Commandments thing. Obviously, <laughs> <God bless him. laughs> I think that's where he'll begin. Chris, Chris Christie, uh, I'm sure Donald Trump is a coward, has no guts, doesn't want to uh, debate him. He's going to do his Twelve Commandments because you know his goes to twelve. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tim Scott will sing Ray Stevens' Everything is Beautiful. Exactly. Bring everybody together. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> That's what it would do. Yeah. Look, I, when, um, I, I thought that Tim Scott, when he announced, did a great job. But, mm-hmm. but I, as we said, it ends there. Now you got to tell us what you're going to do. And he's just disappeared completely. I think, it was Char- I think it was Charles Cook of National Review that said, yeah, but Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and uh, Tim Scott are only there for cabinet jobs or vice president. That's why. They're not there to they're not actually running for president. They know they're not running for president. Right. You know, they're simply running. The others are actually running for president. The of of the of the big names. Yeah. Right. But uh I here's what I wonder. Because Chris Christie's already called uh the ex I keep did I say the president before? Called the uh the former president uh, a coward and said he has no guts if he doesn't mm-hmm. debate. Mm-hmm. If you want to get the most publicity, that's what you do. I don't know what reaction will be from Republicans, but I would expect Chris Christie, because you have to do something. I mean, if you go in there, you know, if you're a, a Tim Scott, if you're looking just to be vice president, then I really like Donald Trump. And What are you going to add? If you're for Trump, what are you what are you going to add? It's a really interesting dynamic, but when you look at the poll, polling that was done that we just brought to you, 73% believe, or Republicans believe Donald Trump should be there. He should be debating these people. 27% yeah. say, no, he shouldn't be there. But only 9% believe that any of the other candidates should focus on Trump. Well, then why are they there? Right. So, what do you I mean, expect them to do? I can't. I can't find clarity from anything right now from the Republicans. Cause he, even the polling doesn't make sense. Well, then, what do you want to hear from the? Why were you? Why are you going to watch if you're? If if you're, the vast majority are saying, but you don't go after Trump. Well, he's the guy at the top of the hill. Why yeah. would you watch if you don't want them to attack Trump for for uh, for Mike Pence to attack DeSantis? DeSantis to go after Chris Christie, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, because because you know that Pence has no chance and Christie has no chance of being president. That's You go in thinking that. DeSantis, still, you know, you look at uh, Iowa, which is closer, and a couple of things brought up yesterday. I think it was uh, Byron York who brought up the fact that uh, a lot of the movement in these early primaries, sometimes comes in December. You will see it extremely late that there can be wide movement. But I would sit there and think, if you're, a, I would love to be a fly in the wall of the political consultants telling them what they have to do. If you're going after Trump with such a big lead, what do you do? You have to go after Trump. Now, do you go after the fact that he's not electable? 
Do you go after the fact, uh, as I believe DeSantis probably will, uh, on the whole, because, because where's Trump? The one thing that I think Trump is most vulnerable on, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, Fauci and the vaccines with the Republicans. Mm-hmm. Because Trump has even said it. I won't be talking about the vaccines anymore. Uh, <laughs> my my constituents have a different feeling on it now. Well, that's a huge admission to make. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so you sit there and you say he won't debate us on the, the issues. Well, what issues do you want to go after? If you're going to go after Trump on the issues... What are the issues you go after him on? I mean, DeSantis, you know, and and I think DeSantis probably had more leeway because Trump went after him first on COVID. And when Trump said the absurd comment that New York did a better job than Florida did, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> even the most loyal Trump supporter went, okay, I'm, I'm just not going to pay attention to that one. I'm just going to let that one pass. And I'm not going to try to process that one in my mind because we all know that's ridiculous. And then it opened up DeSantis being able to attack him uh, on Fauci and everything else. But we said all of that's a little bit unfair because if you talk about the beginning of it and you talk about what you knew at the time, you know, I don't believe Trump did a bad job in everything that they were attempting to do Well, and, from what we knew yeah, at that time. Yeah. And, and same with DeSantis early on. Nobody knew early on. So for me, that point really doesn't that point is a moot point to me i don't know if it is to other republicans because if you sit there and you say it was trump that promoted the vaccine over and over and over again it was trump who was tied to fauci he's the one that let fauci control things now he really didn't that's not really accurate because trump was out there at those meetings at times and he was making more noise than Fauci ever was. <laughs> yeah. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So, like I said, you're, you're, uh, nobody's really telling the entire truth if you hit it. But if you take out 
COVID and Fauci, where do you criticize Trump on the issues? I, I don't know where you can because there is there's far too many similarities. I mean, are you going to go down the road? Hey, we need to quit. <laughs> we need to quit uh, funding ethanol. That's not going to get you very far at all this early on. I don't even know. I know conservatives are concerned about it, but is it really a top? Is it a big stage issue right now? Well, I will say this. You combine that with his support of Lordstown EVs, and it does become a bigger issue. Yes, I think it becomes a bigger issue primarily right. because of the Lordstown EVs. Right. And so you... you, you because I, that is, that's something right. that is of great concern because of the mandates that have come into play since he was president. And the fact that you can make the point, look, he was doing what Democrats are, are doing mm-hmm. on that particular case. So what's the difference? If he do that... Then what would he do actually on climate change? Well, what does he? What does he? I mean, you. So you sow doubts in their mind is what you well, do. That and the- and you also have to assure them that you can win the general. That's going to be part. Of, it's always a yes. part of it. And without him on the stage, is it harder to convince everybody else that's watching, or is it easier? I don't know. Well, then, that- because inevitably, one of the questions is going to be. Well, listen, uh, the polls show that uh, you're at this place right now in the GOP primary race. And uh, how do you convince people? How do you get those numbers to turn around for you? And ultimately, uh, uh, Trump, you know, uh, believes he can beat Biden. Can you beat Biden and how would you do it? Okay, here's here's how because I just thought as a political consultant, Here's how, how what I would throw out. Hmm. Uh, all right, you need to you need to go after Trump, and you need to say, look, you know, just don't throw out the coward and the you know the the labels as Christie has done. Right. But you would get specific and say, why won't he debate us? Can't Trump defend the policies? If Trump can't defend the policies that he advocated before Republicans, how is he ever going to be able to do it? in front of Biden or whoever ends up being, if it's Newsom up there. Because, hey, Biden may not be there. So if it's Newsom up there, how does Trump defend what he did as an American president before a Democrat if he can't promote it in front of Republicans? Now, it's simply rhetoric. Yeah, but it's simply rhetoric. But it's is but, that a, is but that effective rhetoric? Here's and here's here what you would I don't know if it will be effective. But here's what you would use to back that up. He's clearly afraid to be on this stage because he's already signed the pledge. So it's not about the pledge. So it must be about being afraid to debate. Well, what pledge? The GOP pledge to be on the on the debate stage. You can't make the excuse. Well, he didn't sign it. Well, he he signed a pledge for the GOP in South Carolina. In South Carolina, okay, okay, that's yeah. Okay, so he's okay, already right. signed a for pledge the, for the he South Carolina. He did right. Yeah, he doesn't have okay. a problem signing okay. a pledge. Right, you can make. So that. Okay. it's not about the pledge. It's about being. It clearly is about being afraid to debate us. Right. So he can't debate us on that's. I would use that. That's because you can because he didn't sign the pledge for this debate, but he did sign the pledge when he signed up for the yep. uh, the primary for South yep. Carolina. Right. And so 
he was willing to sign the pledge. Is he using that as an excuse now just because he doesn't want to debate? And if he can't debate against Republicans to defend his position as a Republican, how in the world will he ever be able to do it if Gavin Newsom is the candidate for you know, the other side. And you could probably, uh, you'll hear, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to hear at least one of them, and it may be Christie who says this. And he is afraid of these indictments. He clearly is feeling the pressure. Now, if he says that, I think he's going to get booed. But I expect a Christie to say something like that. He's clearly not wanting to get on. He had to cancel his big announcement this week. He's not here on this stage. He's sweating these indictments. Now, you're going to get boos from the audience, but I expect Chris Christie to make a statement somewhere along those lines. So the key is to make the statement without getting booed, but have the entire media want to interview you for the rest of the week. Well, to be because clear. Because the one who is critical of Trump yeah. is the one that's going to be on the Sunday morning news show. Yeah, and exactly. On all of them. On all of them. <laughs> They're going to simulcast. It's, and I may not be wrong about that. And also, to be clear, Chris Christie is going to be booed just from being introduced. So why not just go for the big shot? Why can't we have John Kasich on this stage? <laughs> Eating a sandwich. Oh, wow. hey, hey, John, remind us again, what did your dad do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> 866-90-RED-EYE. What's a Category 4 hurricane? Now remnants. Hurricane Hillary, in its remnant form as a tropical storm, became the first tropical cyclone since September of 1939 to have an inland tropical storm position over California. Occurring near Palm Springs late Sunday afternoon. A later advisory was issued for western Nevada. It is now a post-tropical cyclone, no longer fully tropical. Yet impacts are evident in those areas, including excessive rainfall, meaning about a year's worth of rain falling in just a day's time. Those four to eight inch rainfall totals in the deserts of Southern California has led to some significant flash flooding and debris flows, quite a few road closures. Plus wind-related impacts. We actually did see some pretty impressive winds on the eastern side of the circuit. In areas such as Yuma, Arizona and Imperial, California, recording 60-plus mile-per-hour winds. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, so you were All right. you were making a we were during our break and just kind of throwing this out there. Yeah, and when you threw it out, I was like, you started throwing it on. I said, no, 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 wait till we go back on the air. Yeah. So, yep. Okay. All right. So here we are. So uh, Trump on uh, his social media Truth Social the other night he posted, uh, and it's here it is verbatim. Quote: The public knows who I am. And what a successful president uh, presidency I had with energy independence, strong borders and military biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates with a an S as in right. plural, which implies 
None of them. So my question is, is it his strategy or whoever is helping him with the strategy that treat yourself as an incumbent because, you know, Biden's not going to debate any RFK Jr. and and Biden will not be on a debate stage with each other. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. So is he treating it? Are they is the strategy? Listen, you're as good as an incumbent. And right now, nothing is hurting you. So we'll play and, and it could be we'll play it ear by ear, debate by debate. If your numbers start to falter, we'll see if we have to go to that debate stage. But until we do, we don't. Until we until something shows we in the numbers that we have to be on that oh, debate stage, yeah. we treat you as an incumbent yeah. and the other people are we treat them as the RFK juniors of the party. Well, yeah, because I think that they're thinking the same thing that everyone is. What is it? What would be the issue that would take Trump down in the Republican Party? Right. Is it as you get closer? Because there are legit questions. We've never been here before, so everything right, is right. Th- this is brand new territory. Yep. Yep. If if Christie is, starts pounding on him, yeah, and you know, and and starts saying he's not electable, he's not electable, he's not electable because of this. If others join him, and then every debate is about the fact that he's not electable, and then it's not electable and Fauci, not electable and Fauci, right? Because I really now there is one thing that you and I. I could have criticized there Mm. where he said the biggest, you know, the uh, biggest tax cuts, you know, like we've ever seen, Mm -hmm. except for the fact of Eric and Gary, whose taxes went up. Yes, we have an issue with him on that. So, uh, Mr. Former President, why did our taxes go up? That's right. What was it about Eric and Gary? That's right. Why do you hate us? Why do you you and, and the Republican Party insist On taking more from us. On hating us. On hating us. (laughs) Thoroughly. (laughs) Why? Why? Giving you 70% each night. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Uh, yeah, but I I would agree with you. Yeah, he he's it's like uh, he has the polling numbers of an incumbent. So, if so Biden, yeah, Biden isn't going to uh, uh, debate uh, uh, Kennedy Williamson. Not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, that, that's not going to happen. That's that's not going to happen. And uh, uh, I what is there any polling on whether I haven't seen any polling about Democrats. We know that the majority of Democrats don't want Biden to run, but did they yeah, say they want to right. debate? Right. Hmm. I I doubt it. I don't think they can. No, I would. I, and I'm reading here. It was uh, Jeffrey uh, Blehar from uh, National Review, uh, and and talked about uh, you know what's going on with Trump. He said it's also uh, you know uh, he said it's also perfectly intelligent, sound strategy. One I would have recommended myself for him not to debate if I were advising him, in good faith, that is. <laughs> Trump mm. is playing a prevent defense for at least one obvious reason, because at this point, he's lapping the field in all polls. 
He uh, instead campaigns with series of steady-paced public appearances, rallies, dinner speeches, convention appearances, and the like. And that uh, gave, gives his campaign a leisurely pace compared to the hyperactivity of his rivals. He has this luxury because his rivals have to both introduce themselves nationally mm-hmm. and statewide mm-hmm. and then make a case against the ex-president, which, again, I I uh, find it really interesting that the majority of Republicans in the latest polls, 73 percent, believe that Trump should debate, but only 9 percent believe that the other candidates should be attacking him. Well, the only reason they're in there is to dethrone the king, and the king is the person at the top of the polls. Yeah. I don't mean king literally. No, we yeah. don't. I just want to make sure that no. Democrats understand. Yeah, nothing has changed yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says he merely has to go out there and shore up his brand in a few key states by showing the colors uh, for an hour and a half at a time, since it would be political malpractice for him to do otherwise, at least until his numbers show some sign of dipping. It can hardly be surprising that he has chosen to run his campaign this way. The question then becomes, is he dialing down the frequency of campaign events because of health concerns or because he is afraid of being exposed too much and visibly slipping mentally the way Joe Biden has? Grumbling to this effect has circulated around Twitter from frustrated partisans for a month now. I must conclude not. And the reason is I've rewatched video of every single Donald Trump campaign appearance uh, as opposed to arraignment since the day he first announced his campaign on November 25th. Uh, uh, and uh, as you said, you know, you don't, you don't see it. You know, the Trump is, is, uh, is fine. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, he, he looks at this and he just, you know, says, okay, that, but basically it's the smart, it's a smart thing. And, and, uh, you know, when you're out there, you're also going to be called, you know, legally. They're also, I do believe that his lawyers are concerned about the legal implications. I don't think it's about if this wasn't going on. Mm. Let's put it this way. Mm. You, do you think Donald Trump would debate if none of these indictments were there? I I don't know. I want to say yes, but I actually don't know because it would still be a plausible strategy for his campaign, for him to treat himself basically like the incumbent. Because I have to believe that he might even have a greater lead, I maybe just a couple of points. I don't know this for sure, but even two or three points more of a lead without all the indictments. And at that point, he might treat it. I mean, quite frankly, it's it's almost like, you know, uh, Hillary in 2016. Oh, yeah, sure. Bernie is catching fire. But ultimately, the party is going to just waltz her in as the nominee. And they did. Now, for him, it's that is not going to be the case unless he earns it. And you could argue that uh, uh, plenty of the Republican Party and not not even the candidates 
on that stage tomorrow night, but the the party itself might have an interest at some point at working against him so it wouldn't be ushering him in. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. quite different than Hillary uh, in 2016. However, I tend to believe he might still set it out because if it is the strategy, if this is about strategy of, nope, I'm the I'm basically the incumbent. And nothing is going to change that. I'm going to be the nominee. Then the indictments, I think if they were gone, you would have a greater case for that strategy. And he talks about in the general election here, Jeffrey Blahar and National Review, uh, you know, about what happens next year. And he said, you know, with everything that's going on, he's not going to be able to campaign effectively. It's going to, mm. it may be a basement campaign for both candidates. He goes, so this sort of methodically paced basement plus campaign is going to become a necessity in 2024 due to his various court appearances and trials. The man simply is not going to have either the time or the money to spend flying around to make appearances with the sort of frequency that unindicted presidential candidates do. Setting aside the reality that Trump is irredeemably toxic to nearly 65% of the general voting public, that number's been out there a lot lately, this race is functionally over the moment Trump is formally nominated unless Biden himself has a major medical event. Mm. It is rather poor campaign strategy to exchange rallying voters in rural Michigan for holding rallies on federal courthouse steps. To return to the Biden basement campaign comparison, that might have worked for him, but only in 2020 and only because of COVID. It wouldn't again accept in a supremely cruel irony against one and only potential opponent, Donald Trump. Hmm. And so yeah. will this be mm. will this be a campaign where nobody is campaigning? If it get if Trump wins a nomination, will the only one be will the only one that will be campaigning? Because remember, I saw yesterday the No Labels Party came out and said if it's Biden against Trump, they will offer a candidate. Will the only candidate that will be out there campaigning will be the No Labels Party candidate? who will, in a speech, tell you that they are not going to discuss any type of controversial topics, that it's kumbaya, all get together, and Mm. um, (laughs) whoever that candidate is from No Labels wins the presidency in 2024. Yeah, right. (laughs) John Smith. John Smith. (laughs) Oh, by the way, if anybody didn't relate to your... I forgot uh, your Kasich comment before about yeah. Kasich talking about his father. Yeah. That's where Kasich, when he was running back a few years ago, could not stop talking about his father was a mailman. Yeah. Yeah. So in case people forget he about said that, it yes. pretty much every time. Every single. Yes, every time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can look at it and say, there's the strategy. Everybody knows this is going to be about Trump versus Biden. Why are we wasting anybody's time? Now, here's my question. How does that translate to the audience? Who's the only other candidate gaining ground in the GOP? Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. The one, if you said to me when he and the day he announced 
he's the here in you know whatever in a couple of months he's going to be the only one actually gaining in the polls aside from Trump I would have said no way nobody knows who the guy is yeah but we're not talking about a 30 point shift we're talking no about- we're not but that's that is my whole point nobody is really rising no he's the only one that's rising and it's not in great numbers he's not in the mid 20s He's not in the mid-30s. And you may be sick of him in six months. It could happen. So here's the question. If none of those are really rising, if there is no real rise in the party during the fall, I mean, it's just, it's going to be all over but the voting. Mm -hmm. And if you're a strategist with Trump and you're saying, we're the incumbent. Until the polls show something significant as to why we should be on a stage, we're not getting on a stage. We'll do all of our stops. We'll do all of our rallies. We'll do everything that we've done in the past. It's working. Look at the polls. Until that changes, until the numbers change, we don't change. Well, you and I asked the question um, probably a few years ago, and it just doesn't apply to Trump. The public wants a debate. Yeah. Or claims they want a debate. Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? Well, no. Okay. I actually do, was thinking do, that during the break earlier. Do debates really matter anymore? Do, I don't need, for me, I know the American public. You saw that 75 or 73% yep. of Republicans want Trump to debate. They need to debate. I don't need a debate. And, and here's the question. I, I haven't needed a debate in, for any candidate in years, I know who I'm voting for because I pay attention to where they stand. Right. And and how many of those people believe it's going to change their mind whether he debates or not? Are they just looking for the circus? Are they looking for the show? Are they or, or they are or are they playing the 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 political playbook saying, well, no, it's debate season. That's what you do. You debate. Which, as we said the other day, what in the world do we know? I mean, because it's all out the window. Any historical standard, any of that, uh, they, they, you know, what you, what you would build in automatically along the way is out the window. We might get down the road in late November of 24 and look back and go, okay, this applied and that applied. But right now I can't necessarily put anything in play from any of the playbooks of the past. I don't know that a debate and you and I have asked this question before. I don't know. I think it matters on state level. I think it matters in districts. I think it matters for governors and senators and, and members of the house and, obviously for mayors and things like that, you're going to have to get those people on the debate stage because they're not the big names. When you have someone like a Donald Trump, who's already been president, but even before then, he was a household name for decades and now is a known quantity as a political figure and former president. Where does the... Necessity or need for debate.
come in. Well, not just for him, everyone. I know anyone, where, I know right. where, I know where all everybody stands including the Democrats. Well, I know if, where it, yes. everybody stands and so right. it's it's I know where they stand on the issues. And right. So I don't actually need a debate because we have remember, debates have been were popular and really important before the internet. Right. The internet yes, gives exactly. me everything. I can go to exactly. three or four different websites right. that show me exactly what every candidate believes. I can do that in five minutes and find out what every candidate believes. Right. And so they go, okay, that, 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 okay, there you go, right there. Doesn't take. I can do it in my own time. I don't have to wait for the media to come to me. I can do it. Boom, it's over. I don't need a debate. I've never needed a debate probably right. in the entire time that I've been voting, even before the internet. Because you were willing to do the legwork even before the internet. Right. And now, and, and and a lot of people fit that mold. So conventional wisdom, well, I can get my wisdom from right here in my hand, my my device. I can look yeah. it up. I can find right. out anything and everything I want to know about that person. I can hear them speak anytime. There's audio and video of them all. Well, we'll see how many people are watching this one, won't we? That's going to be a tell. How big yeah. the audience is and how big the audience is. For the other debates as we go along. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. Love the James uh, Woods, Elon Musk. <laughs> X debate. So there, uh, the word is, is that uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, is not going to allow you to block anyone in the future. You can only mute them, which is interesting because, you know, the whole thing with bots and Elon Musk had a problem when he was looking to buy Twitter with the bots and how many bots there were. But... Elon Musk blocked James Woods. And so now, I guess he's going to unblock him. <laughs> James Woods is having fun with it, and it's a lot of fun. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? You pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.